I don't do as many top five dead or lives as I used to do because the market is so saturated with them. And there are a lot of talented comedians or people that are in media or sports talk or politics, hip hop, especially during the summer, because during the summer, you don't have the NFL going on. You don't have the NBA going on. You get into list radio. We saw this earlier in the week with Jokic. Everybody wants to now talk about is Jokic a top five center of all time? Is he a top five player of this generation? And we get back into the the Kobe versus LeBron versus Jordan argument. We go back and forth with these lists. List radio is generally not ideal. And it's kind of a shortcut. It's kind of a, a cheap way out. So that's not what, what I want to build my brand on. Although people respond well to it. But I had to, I saw something. And I was a little bit late to the party, but I saw something about a week and a half ago while I was up in Vermont. I saw this cover of Sports Illustrated. So I'm I'm looking and, and surfing online and, and just reading. Love to read about sports. This show was initially a sports only show. And I've been on ESPN radio. I've been on SB Nation radio, have been on NBC Sports Radio. And love those experiences. Really, really cut my teeth there. And I see this terrible, terrible cover of Sports Illustrated. And it has Sauce Gardner on it. Sauce Gardner looks a lot like Master P. Like, he looks like he could be one of Master P's kids. I'm kind of curious what's going on there. I mean, Master P, I think Master P played for the Charlotte Hornets for for a couple of weeks. Like, I think think he had an equivalent of a a G League two-way contract. Kind of making him the Bo Jackson of sports and hip-hop. I mean, for someone to actually play in the league, I know that J. Cole, I know that J. Cole played in some uh, African league and, and had a couple games, averaged like three points a game. But Master P, like he actually suited up. You know, he made him say, uh, in the NBA. That's impressive. To be a multi-platinum artist and be able to, to, to play in the league, even though if it was just for a couple of weeks, that's pretty dope. But Sauce Gardner... He has this terrible cover of Sports Illustrated. And it's basically what I'm going to assume he's dipped his hand in some type of of, of barbecue sauce. And, and he's showing his hand to the camera. And he has this very creepy look on his face. And his hand is up. And it's dripping barbecue sauce. And it, it's just absolutely disgusting. And, you know, Sauce Gardner went to Cincinnati which is a very good team under Luke Fickle and, and went to the college playoff. But people don't know what Sauce Gardner looks like. So for a lot of individuals, it's kind of the first time that they've seen his face before. And it's just a bad look. You need to go Google it if you've never seen it. Like, it looks it looks like it's dripping blood. Like, it looks like he's performing surgery with the barbecue sauce. It's just it's a bad angle. He's got the Jets hoodie on. And a hat, so you can't even see all of his face. It's just a bad picture from end to end. Whoever his PR person that allowed allowed that to happen, that allowed him to take that picture as his first introduction to millions and millions of people, or maybe hundreds of people, because Sports Illustrated is not what it used to be, that, that was a bad PR representation. Like Somebody should be fired immediately. So I'm going to do... I'm going to do a top five dead or alive on some of the, the worst PR campaigns that I can 
remember in recent memory. And I can't I can't go back to the 80s and, and 70s and stuff like that. Back to the times where you could say racist and sexist things. I know back in the times you have some of the, the smoking ads. There are ads back in the day that basically said if your if your wife didn't have dinner on the table, you could smoke this menthol while you're while you're beating your wife. Like I'm not I'm not going back into those days. But I'm talking about stuff that's that's recent in, in my memory. So so cue the music. Number five. Speaking of racism, Walmart thought that it was a good idea a few years ago, right before COVID, when when we made Juneteenth a, a national holiday, which I which I think is beautiful to celebrate the, the liberation of, of slaves. And I know that there are a lot of people that don't recognize the, the Juneteenth holiday. Walmart decided to cash in and they came with the Juneteenth ice cream. And you had you had the Afrocentric colors. So you had, you know, this is protected by the red and the black and the green. So it looked like a, a dang kente cloth on, on the Walmart ice cream. That obviously didn't go over too well. With Walmart's history of supply chain and stuff like that, just not a good idea for for global giant Walmart to to cash in on 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 Juneteenth and to and to lower the struggle of of the black race, the African American people, the plight, everything that we've gone through, slavery, Middle Passage, Jim Crow. To whittle that down to to an ice cream flavor, it just wasn't a good look. I don't think they had evil intentions. They're not, they're not sinister, bad people. But it just wasn't it wasn't a good idea. Number four. This is actually out right now. I hate this commercial. I hate I hate their guts. Every time I see this, I get mad. I'm I'm arguing with my wife. I want to jump through the through the TV and slap the person that created this commercial. KFC has this commercial. Where they have an African American woman, and she's eating. Apparently, KFC makes a, a lot of uh, high cholesterol, bad food uh, that cause diabetes, that cause cancer, that cause all sorts of stuff. Their chicken isn't really chicken. That's why they call it KFC and not Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's like chicken and and chicken products, chicken like products. She's eating. They they decided that they're going to take chicken tenders and they're going to put it in a bowl with mac and cheese and put it in a bowl with with mashed potatoes and kind of mix it up into some type of mush and this young lady and I saw all the time all money is not good money I'm sure she was compensated handsomely for this she's singing I got a big old bowl for five bucks I got a big old bowl for five bucks it's got mac and cheese and chicken and she's got a big old bowl for five bucks she's just in a random place publicly making a complete arse out of herself embarrassing number three I've talked about this on the show before Peloton which I'm a big fan of Peloton I I have an exercise bike and, and my exercise bike keeps me in some type of shape and, and help me to, to lose a lot of weight you had the lady, this was a few Christmas ago I think this was also before COVID you had, you had the lady where her husband, now this lady had, couldn't have been more than 115 pounds She's a very beautiful brunette lady. It's right around Christmas. Her husband got her a Peloton and kind of looked at her like, yo, you need to knock off a couple of LBs, son. And it just, it was so cringeworthy. 
she she was she she's doing her first day of the Peloton and she's looking at the lady and she's uh doing what everybody does. She's live streaming herself and, and kind of chronicling her fitness journey. And she has this scared look on her face. Like if I don't lose 10 pounds, my husband's gonna kick me out. He's gonna leave me for the secretary. It was very sexist. It was very misogynistic. And and the worst thing is she was thin. Like she she was like 115, 120 tops. And she was in excellent physical shape but just the way that her husband looked at her her husband was was uh, tall dark and handsome but the way he looked at her like yo you need to lose some weight that that was a bad look and that was bad for peloton then peloton um uh the peloton killed big on on sex in the city like big had a heart attack riding the peloton that was bad i assume that that they didn't sit down with with hbo and choreograph that but that that was a bad series of, of PR for Peloton. Number two, and many of you would think that this this would be number one. Jared from Subway. That was just a disaster. Like you had this guy, Jared Fogel, who was four hundred pounds. If you weigh four hundred pounds, you're going to die. So it was great. A lot of people got behind Jared Fogel and got got behind him as he was losing weight. And he was eating these turkey subs and he was eating these vegetarian subs and, and the subs that Subway had. It was a great marketing campaign at first and he lost all of this weight. Now, when you read the fine print, he's eating like, he's not eating the same turkey sub that you're eating when you go to Subway. I don't eat at Subway. I got food poisoning at Subway once and really have never eaten there again. And when I'm talking about food poisoning, I'm talking about projectile both ends. Nevertheless, it was a good marketing campaign until we found out that Jared Fogle was a pedophile. And I'll just leave it at that. I mean, he's convicted on, on multiple counts of, of pedophilia. Oops. And then number one. I hate this. Every time I see this, 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 this set African Americans back at least 60 years. And I had a poster of, of Jerry Rice on my wall when I was a kid. And, and, and I remember watching the NFL films, Steve Sable. And Jerry Rice catching touchdowns from Joe Montana. I, I, I hold him in such high esteem. He was one of my favorite players. Growing up, I wasn't a 49er fan, but I love Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is arguably, when you put him up there with Joe Montana and Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, he's one, Jim Brown, he's one of the, the 10, five, if not top two or three people to ever play the game of football. But Jerry Rice disgraced himself besmirched himself by doing a, a campaign for Popeyes where Jerry Rice was was at a, a sports desk like in an ESPN situation Jerry Rice was wearing a a helmet with a Popeyes logo on it which was bad and where the face mask was supposed to be there was a chicken drumstick and they referred to it as quote the taste mask and then on top of that he had he had his football gloves on if he's about to catch a touchdown and had a biscuit that was the size of a football. It was so embarrassing. He should be ashamed of himself. I'm ashamed for him. I don't care how much money. I don't care if he gave me, I don't care if he gave me 20 million bucks. I can't. And I looked up his net worth. I know the celebrity net worth isn't accurate, but he made a lot of money. I, it says that his net worth is is like 60, 70 million dollars. I don't care what the situation is. I'm not going to disrespect my ancestors. My my mother 
my grandfather, the McKenzie family, the, the Lewis family, I'm not going to do it. Having African-Americans tap dancing for fried chicken is about as low as it gets. And that's my top five that are alive, um, just kind of revived by Sauce Gardner. Like I said, you got to go see it. It's really bad. They had a they had a thing on crystals. This is an honorable mention. They had a crystal. Some lady was doing a, a commercial series about crystal chicks. And she was posing as a side chick. Like some some Instagram model. Like she was saying, Oh man, you know, it's get the get that crystal side chick. And get your chili fries on top of that. Like who who does that? Who some people just have no no scruples, no morals. Like like all money isn't good money. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they don't want to they give you the guy who's like, me, know, we, we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are, what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.